Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. As the majority of y'all know, I am a huge fan of the Disney company. So I'd like to tell you a brief history of the company and all of the struggles and triumphs they had experienced. So let's get into it. December 5th, 1901, Walter Elias Disney was born to a large family in Chicago, Illinois. When he was four years old, his family packed up and moved to Marceline, Missouri which will have a great impact in his future. When he was young, he had an interest in creating art, especially drawing. So his parents decided to enroll him in art classes. He would practice his drawing by copying the comic pages of magazines. He would further develop his skills with watercolor and crayons. In 1911, Walt started attending the Benton Grammar School and met somebody who introduced him to motion pictures. With this new inspiration, he and his brother Roy would wake up early in the morning and stay up very late doing a paper route to earn money. He would go on to do this for six years of his life. He would attend Saturday cartoon classes at a local art institute. In July of 1923, Disney moved to Hollywood to pursue his own ideas in the animation business. He signed on to help with the Alice comedies, which at the time were a major hit. In early 1925, Walt hired Lillian Bonds, an ink artist. In July of the same year, they got happily married. They had two daughters named Sharon and Diane. Two years later, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was created due to the need of a new environment to work with. Walt wanted to create a large fee for Oswald, but the company he was working with didn't want him to do that. They threatened him to create their own production studio if he declined, which he did decline. With that decision, Walt lost the majority of his animation staff. Walt wanted something that will be able to replace the loss of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So on a trip home with his wife, he created the iconic Mickey Mouse. In May of 1928, Mickey made his first appearance in the first ever Mickey short, Steamboat Willie. Slowly but surely, Mickey appeared in many more short films, including the Silly Symphony series, which had increasingly gained popularity internationally. Due to the high demand of animation, Walt decided to push his animation branch of the growing company to produce a long feature film. In 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was released to the public. It won an Oscar award. Two more feature films, Pinocchio and Fantasia, were produced before the company was in deep trouble. In 1939, World War II hit the country. The company was in a lot of debt, which caused a strike and slowed production on the animated film of Dumbo. Shortly after the release of the movie, the U.S. entered the war, and many of Walt's workers were drafted. What was left of the animators had to produce instructional films for the U.S. Army. With the war finally coming to a close, Walt started to regain his workers and inspiration for new material. In 1950, Walt produced the first full-length feature film in eight years, Cinderella. More and more great films were being produced, like Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan, though his involvement in the movies 
were less than he would have liked, he was creating something truly special that would set his company apart from others. In his personal life, Walt had a special bond with his daughters. Every Sunday, they would go to the park, the movies, or maybe even shopping. He wanted to create a place that would be able to have all of that and be able to call it his own. On July 17, 1955, he opened up Disneyland, which he can call his own, in Anaheim, California. It was a stressful day for everyone, yet it was still a great success. With the great success of Disneyland, Walt wanted to start new plans to expand into Orlando, Florida. One of his biggest dreams was to create a futuristic city with elaborate golf courses, hotels, houses, and even theme parks. Sadly, since Walt was a heavy smoker, he passed away on December 15, 1966, from a circulatory collapse from lung cancer. The company was struck in with his death that they had a hard time continuing work, but Roy stepped up and had to remind them of what Walt really wanted. They pushed through the pain of the loss, and on October 1st, 1971, Walt Disney opened with great success. Just over two months after Walt Disney World opened, Roy Disney died due to a seizure. Again, the company was struck with grief. They did not know if they could continue the brothers' legacy without them present on Earth. The only way that the company could continue was to ask themselves, what would Walt do? With that inspiration, they created momentum that they thought they would never get back. After the death of the Disney Brothers, the Imagineers opened three new parks in Orlando, one more in Anaheim, and so many more throughout the world. If Walt and Roy were still alive, they would be proud of what the company has become and what it will become in the future. Here are some little-known facts about Walt Disney and his amazing legacy. Ironically, he's afraid of mice, even though his creation was a mouse. A little-known fact is that in both Orlando and Anaheim, Walt had an apartment and there was a lamp. When Walt was alive, if the lamp was lit, that means he was in the park. But if he wasn't, the lamp wasn't lit. When he passed away, they made the lamp to be lit constantly so that everyone knows he's still there. Another little-known fact is that it is rumored that in Pirates of the Caribbean, they used real bones and that there are still remaining bones in the ride. A quote Walt always liked to say is that all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. If Walt went through the hard times and still completed his dreams in life, then we have the ability to pursue our dreams. With their great success, they have exceeded the $4 billion mark twice at the box office in a calendar year. In 2006, they acquired the Pixar Animation Studio. And just three years later, in 2009, they acquired the Marvel Entertainment. And in 2012, they acquired Lucas Films from George Lucas. At a whopping 40 square miles and roughly the same size as San Francisco, Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida is the largest resort in the world.
There was almost a Walt Disney World ski resort. Roy E. Disney was the last Disney family member to be actively involved with the company, and that was back in 1971, before he passed away. Altogether, throughout the world, there are five Disneyland parks and resorts, two in states and three out of the country. No one fully expected Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to succeed as much as it did. Walt really wanted Dobie to have a bigger part and have a lot of dialogue, but through the casting process, they could never find a good actor that they felt would be good for the part. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was the first movie to release a soundtrack. A fact that I didn't even know until researching was that Mickey Mouse made a cameo in Pinocchio. Since Dumbo was so popular at the time, it almost landed a cover on the Time magazine. And it's also Disney's shortest feature film. The voice of Bambi went on to become a decorated war hero. Donnie Dungan spent 25 years in the Marines. Disney's decision to make Song of the South raised a lot of controversy with all of the racial issues that come with the movie. Song of the South has never been released on home video in the U.S., though the film has been reissued several times, including the re-premiere that was held in Atlanta for its 40th anniversary. It has never been released on home video in the U.S., I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and learned a little more about Walt Disney's incredible life.